Kelly Showstrom for our budgeting basics. And so while we're inside, we might as well learn a little bit about money. We're going to be talking about how to switch your spending from credit cards to sinking funds. Kelly, welcome to the show. Thanks for being here. Hello, Kelly. Thanks for having me. Always a pleasure. So do you want to explain what sinking funds are first for people? I think we all know what credit cards are, but I don't know if everybody understands sinking funds. Yes, that was part of the discussion I wanted to cover um, when we're using sinking funds in, instead of credit cards, well, what the heck are sinking funds, right? That'd probably be good to know. And so yeah. basically, um, to step back even a little bit more, um, life is expensive, right, Kelly? Oh. We have, <laughs> she's like, I'm don't so get me started. Yeah, don't get me started. I'm in a good we, place. Don't get me started. Kelly and I just saw on the news this weekend that in, um, cost of living is up 5% from this time last year. And my blood was immediately boiling because I just start thinking I didn't get a 5% raise. My mortgage didn't go down 5%. Right. Like, right. how are we supposed to afford all of this? And and remember, Kelly, you and I are the number ones of we're not just going to have a little pity party and a woe is me. We're actually going to take things into our own hands mm -hmm. and we are going to change our lives because the government will not do it for you. And right. so, um, so when I was thinking about this topic today, I was thinking about life is expensive and birthday parties come up and Christmas is uh, probably around the corner at any given time or another holiday or what about the car needs repair and all of this goes on a credit card, right? Because we didn't oh. plan on it. It just pops up um, or we pull it out of our savings for those that aren't using credit cards, but it's still, we're robbing Peter to pay Paul. Mm -hmm. Um, and there's a little bit of a better way. And so sinking funds, Kelly, these are little pots of money, little little pools of your cash, um, you know, digital or physical that we're setting aside for a very specific purpose. And so sinking funds can be used in your budget. Um, you don't even need a budget, but you could just have sinking funds if it helps you just stay a little bit more organized to just plan ahead and to make sure you have money for these things that pop up out of the blue. But if we're being honest with ourselves, Kelly, we know some of these things are going to happen eventually, right? We just don't know exactly oh. when they're going to be happening. And so seeking I, funds can help us stay a little bit more organized. And I think you just, there needs to be a time when you go, okay, realistically, you, you own a house. This is going to happen. These things are going to happen. Be ready for them. Don't just wait for that just to be blown up in your face. It's terrible. It's a horrible feeling. Exactly. And once we get super organized, we have our emergency fund where the water heater can come out of the emergency fund or we need new tires can come out of the emergency fund, right? We don't need a sinking fund for every single thing in our lives. Um, I will say though that clients that I work with, myself included, um, I prefer to have more sinking funds. I'd like to have a lot of sinking funds. So it's very specific about what is this money going to be used for? And then I have other clients that are like, I want five categories in my budget. And that is all I don't want to stress about it. Um, maybe they just have spending money, they have bills, they have savings, right? They keep it pretty tight. Um, mm -hmm. And this is going to depend on you. And so, um, so now that we we're aware of what sinking funds are, they're, they're saving for these larger irregular purchases. Um, I want to just mention a few that I think that everybody should have. I have four written down that is a must have. I didn't look at my budget though. So I'm sure if I looked at that, I would have a, a, a larger list than that, but four must have Kelly's. Are you ready? Yep. Okay. So the first one is your house that you mentioned Kelly already. So if you don't have a house fund 
somewhere in your savings account under your mattress, um, definitely get one going because this will cover all those pesky expenses. And we're not talking about decorating our house with this money. This is kind of our, it's like almost like our house emergency fund, if you will. Um, so we need to have a sinking fund for the house. The next one, we need to have a sinking fund for vehicles, cars, anything that transportation, right? So we need to make sure that we can still get going. We don't need a, a mechanic bill to, you know, clog up our credit cards or to make us go into debt. Um, so make sure that you have one for your car, because while those seem like they're sporadic and they're, um, an emergency or they, we couldn't have planned for them. We always can plan for something happening with our car, right? Always, always. Always. And then, so the third one that I had written down was travel or fun. And I kind of bulked this into one big category. Um, but mine is quite a little bit more detailed than this, but it's basically what are, what are your extracurriculars? Do you, are you traveling weekend fun, long, um, you know, road trips, uh, if you're doing golf crocheting. every weekend, exactly. Yeah. There we go. We want to make sure that we have money set aside for this, for this travel, for this fun. Um, so that we're also enjoying the present. We talk about that a lot, Kelly, we need to make mm-hmm. sure that with our paycheck, with our money, not only we do, are we doing the responsible things like paying off debt, paying our bills, saving for retirement, but we also want to make sure that we're using some of that money for today and to just kind of live. Yes. You have to enjoy your life now. Cause you never know how much time you got. Oh, isn't that the truth? And then the last one that I have Kelly here is I, I again, bulked it to high, lo- high level celebrations. And so this can be our holidays, um, cough, cough, Christmas. Um, this could be, I know a lot of people cabin summers up North 4th of July might be your big holiday where you throw a big barbecue and all of a sudden you have 300 pounds of meat to feed the whole neighborhood. And that costs the money, right? So yeah, right. celebrations that could also include birthday parties, um, for your spouse, for your children, for gifts, for other people, when you're going to their celebrations, um, extra groceries for some of these celebrations, but all that money kind of adds up. And so it's, we don't want to, you know, especially in December, I think this is a really easy example. Um, Our grocery budget can get eaten up really, really quickly with, you know, Thanksgiving and Christmas being so close to each other. But Mm -hmm. in reality, if you had a celebration sinking fund, you'd have a little bit of extra cash to be able to use towards that and not eat up your entire grocery fund because you also still need to, you know, eat the other parts of the month. Yeah. Oh, that's a good idea. So, and like you said, let's say we have these one, two, we have these four. Um, and some people you said like to keep it all in one, but they just like to look at di- different on paper. Some people actually like to have four different accounts to put it in. Exactly. It's all, it's totally up to you of how, um, what your preference is. And this is where we just got to start experimenting. Right. And so just pick a method, whatever the first one that kind of speaks to you and start using that method, whether you want to do cash envelope where you're putting just cash from your paycheck into an envelope and that's the money that you have and you can't spend more than that, right? Whether you want to open up four different accounts so you have different savings accounts and you know when your car gets flat tires, you just have to pull out of that auto sinking fund savings account and you can pull from there. Um, There's apps that will help you budget and keep all these different sinking funds up to date and you know exactly how much money you have, but they all just live in the same checking account. And so it's kind of up to you, but I would just say pick one. um, start using that method and see what you like about it, see what you don't like about it. And then we can always, you know, tweak the system a little bit. Um, I know I, for the longest time, had multiple accounts. And then I just got to the point where, where 
I was no longer stressing about whether I had enough money, but I was stressing about was there enough money in that particular checking account to cover this particular expense? Or is all of my money maybe in a different account and then I have to transfer money over? So I didn't love that game. So I moved to the app eventually. Um, but it's kind of up to everyone's going to be a little bit different. And um, the types of sinking funds that you have, how much you save in these sinking funds is going to be different for everybody. You just have to kind of get started with it. So when you say you move to the app, does that mean like you actually set up accounts online and have it in separate places? It's a good question, Kelly. And so um, I use an app. It's called You Need a Budget. They don't endorse us, but um, I think they're so great where I just link up my existing bank account. So my local Minnesota bank, I just log in on this app. It's, you know, it's it's uh, safe and secure and there's all the different protections on it. Mm -hmm. And then it just tells me how much I have in my checking account. And then it says, great. Let's say you have $3,000 in your checking account. Well, what are you going to do with that money? And so then I can say, okay, I want... 1,000 of it to go to my house sinking fund. I want 1,000 of it to go to my car sinking fund. And you can kind of divvy up that money, kind of like a virtual envelope system. Um, so hmm. you know exactly how much you have, but it's still just sitting in your checking account. So at the end of the day, I don't have to worry about overdrafting because all of those sinking funds, all the money from all those sinking funds is just still in one, um, one pot in one checking account. Really neat. Yeah, it's, it's a really, it's a really good started, tool. Though. Like, isn't it hard to get started? I think us being overwhelmed with, is this the right thing is sometimes the hardest part. Um, is this going to work for me? Um, am I going to like the system? Am I going to be able to keep up with it? It's one more thing I have to manage. But honestly, Kelly, I think we stress more about thinking about all those what ifs than if we were to just kind of dive in and do it. And so this could even be simply, Kelly, a notebook. I know people that, you know, especially for my paper and pen people um, that have planners or calendars or journals, um, just write your checking account balance on a piece of paper in your journal or your calendar somewhere. And then just divvy it up and say how much money of it is going into what different places. You could do this weekly, you could do this monthly, every time you get paid. And then you can just have a little journal of how much money you have in each sinking fund. And then every time you spend out of that sinking fund, you can just manually deduct it from that that fund. And so it kind of just depends on your preference. Um, and of course, if you're doing it with pen and paper, you probably want to have fewer sinking funds. You don't want to have 45 to keep track of. But if you're doing it digital, it's a little bit easier to get a little bit more detailed. Um, mm -hmm. But you just kind of have to get started with it. And Kelly, you don't have to start with the perfect system today, right? You can maybe just have these four sinking funds and everything else is bills and everything else is in a different account. And then you don't have to worry about keeping track of everything. You just know bills are paid. I have these four sinking funds. I already have my retirement on auto. And so mm -hmm. everything else I can spend, right? Um, yeah, yeah. Try not to make it too complicated too quickly. So do, do these apps like this one you mentioned, you need a budget. Does it say, hey, have you set up a savings account yet? Maybe you should. Do, does it like give you suggestions? That one does not. Um, it simply just tells you how much money you have in each of the categories for your spending. And so, okay. but you can create goals. And so let's say I want to create a category for Bali next year. I want to go to Bali, right? And you can say, and I'm going to need $2,000 for Bali. Then it'll tell you how much you actually need to start saving every single month. It'll mm. tell you when you're behind. And so if you don't have enough money to go to Bali next year, oh, maybe okay. you need to reduce your trip a little bit or extend when you're going to go. 
Um, but there's, there's a whole lot of ways to stay organized electronically. And if it's scary for people, um, I totally understand, but it might be worth kind of looking into, and there's other apps as well. Um, but the biggest thing is to kind of get started and, and use some of your existing data, Kelly. The last thing I want to talk about is how to calculate this money, right? So use some of your existing data that you have, look at your bank statements and receipts from car repairs and say, okay, how much did I, did I spend on this kind of stuff in the last year? And that's maybe how much I need to start saving for, for the next year. And then, you know, Mm -hmm. just do the math and divide that by 12. And that's how much you should be setting aside each month for each of these different sinking funds. Yeah. That's a good idea because I was going to say, how do you decide how much you want to put in your house fund versus your travel fund versus your vehicles? Cause it could be different. Exactly. And for your travel fund, that's a really um, good example where just say you're going to go on one vacation per year and then you do a little bit of quick math of how much are hotels and flights and that kind of stuff. And you say you figure out how much it's going to cost you and then figure out how much time you have to save for that money. Right. And then that just tells you simply how much money you need to save per month um, to get you going. And then once you go on that trip, you can start saving for your next trip. And it's not going to be perfect, Kelly, but even if you're $500 short on your vacation, it's it's a lot more money that you wouldn't have had otherwise if you didn't start the sinking fund. And so, yeah. and each time that you start saving, you're getting it better and better and better. And next thing you know, you have so much money in your car fund because your car is just being so nice to you lately, right? And then you're saying, well, maybe now I have enough money for a down payment on a new car. And so it's no longer using that money for repairs. It's getting a newer car with that money that's just been sitting there on the side. Right. Yeah. It's a great idea and I appreciate it. And if you're the person that goes, you know what? I looked at this, but I don't have any even set aside for myself. That's when we say take matters into your own hands. Uh, don't don't just say, oh, this is all I can do. Figure out what your talents are. Figure out how you can put yourself to work to maybe get ahead of the game a little bit and then pull back later on. That's kind of what we do. Exactly. Thanks, Kelly. All right. It's Kelly Shostrom for our Budgeting Basics. Appreciate her being here every week. And then you can follow her too if you want to. She's at kellyshostrom.com. It's Kelly, K-E-L-L-Y, S-J-O-S-T-R-O-M. Shows to him with a J in there. Okay? (laughs) All right. 